Ah, welcome to the Talking People and Technology podcast. I've got to say, I'm loving that new theme music we've got there, Scotty. Isn't it wonderful? Oh, it's a ripper. <laughs> I think we, uh, did, we down- did we download that off Spotify? I think we might have. I think we did, yes. <laughs> what so, a brilliant segue, David. Hey, what a great segue. <laughs> uh, so we're uh, joined here at HR Tech Fest live in Sydney by the HR VP for Spotify in Asia, Michael Kim. Welcome, Michael. Thank you for having me, guys. That's great. Yeah, we're um, one of the innovations we've done for this TechFest uh, conference is to, to jazz up our theme music a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so we're uh, we're very very happy about that. We uh, yeah we did spend a bit of time on your good product working uh, working cool. out what might be the appropriate one. Yeah cool. yeah yeah. Well, I hope you guys are using Spotify as a platform. Oh, of choice. absolutely. All right. <laughs> quick, All right. quick, everyone, change on the paid tier as well. Yeah. <laughs> change SoundCloud, please now. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Great to have you here, Michael. You've Thank you. You presented Pleasure this being morning here. here at the conference. I did. understand you've just literally been dropped into your role here and in Australia. About a week and a half in right yeah. now. So new for me, new for my wife, new for my three-and-a-half-year-old son. Awesome. Uh, came here about a week and a half ago and then spent a week in Tokyo yep. getting to know the team out there. But really trying to settle in and kind of define and build the HR people strategy for APAC. Yeah. So I fantastic. am uh, the first boot on the ground from an HR presence at Spotify in APAC. Right. Um, prior to me, all HR support would have been handled out of our Stockholm or New York office. Okay. But as APAC is growing and it's one of our fastest growing regions, uh, my boss, Katarina Berg, our CHRO for Spotify, and Daniel Eck, our CEO, believed now is the right time to build the foundation yep. of our people strategy so that when APAC does blow up perhaps five years from now, from an MAU user growth perspective, we have the right people foundation in place mm. to handle right. that exponential hyper growth that we're about to go through. Awesome. So what might, Michael, that's I mean, it's a, a topic... I think for businesses, as we learn to scale and as we scale much more dramatically these days, um, how do we create strategy that allows business to scale, but also allows us to retain the cultures that we work so hard to embed in our businesses? I think that's a really good question. I think scalability has been a buzzword at Spotify for a while now, um, because we've been in hyper growth mode. I don't know any other tech company out there that's growing at the rate we are, Um, and we're very mindful of culture and scalability and growth. And I think some themes that we use to control that is around A, transparency, um, B, manager effectiveness, and three, C, autonomy. And what we're trying to do as we scale and grow is still maintain this level of autonomy um, and an ability to be nimble and work at speed so that we're not slowing down while we're scaling and growing. Mm. The other interesting factor here is, and it's very much rooted back again to our Swedish roots and our culture, is this notion of it's okay to fail. Yes. Right? So as we scale at speed, our expectation is that as we get faster and faster and faster, we're not going to pump everything out at 100%. And it's okay to pump something out at 80% and move on and be quicker than our competitors. Yes, That's part of our scalability model and theory here. But it's really about learning from our mistakes, creating a culture where managers and employees can take the opportunity to learn from their mistakes and grow accordingly from there. We just need to embed that culture of safety. Mm. Um, and HR is doing a lot 
in our end around our people strategy to make sure that culture is infused and those values are infused. So we're growing and scaling at a rate that no other company really is, mm. but we're still doing it in alignment with our culture, but more importantly, the values that we've set for our company. Yeah, it's really important, isn't it? Yeah. And I think um, you sort of at that, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, this whole startup culture, um, you know, that and Spotify was an earlier wave of that, I think. Yeah. So yeah, high growth still, but yeah. you're in that tricky phase now where you oh, just don't, you can't rely upon that whole startup thing. You've almost got it. You're almost a, a dinosaur already. Right, and that's the fascinating kind of era we're in right now as a company. We're not that startup anymore. Yeah. We were maybe even as close to two or three years ago. Yeah, but we've grown so quickly. We sailed so quickly, but at the same time. We're not a major corporation, nor do I think we will ever be a major corporation. I think what internally at Spotify, a lot of people actually compare us to the, we're in this kind of awkward teenage stage mm. right now where mm. we're not children anymore. We're not fully grown adults. Mm. And, um, you know, building a people strategy and building a culture around this such a unique stage in a company's life cycle yeah. has been a remarkable experience and journey and challenge yeah so we're mm. trying to stay ahead of the curve as an hr organization um and really kind of trying to redefine the rules here right mm. what we're certainly not doing is we're not looking at benchmark and saying well how did other companies do this yeah. and let's replicate yeah. that we're really looking at ourselves and being true to ourselves and saying how will this work for us yep so really just to sort of follow up on that there have been some high profile you know uh, startups that have gone to this stage who've had some challenges on the HR side. I mean, the Uber's the biggest example, obviously. Um, is that something that you have to be conscious about too, is your transition from founder-led to, to kind of the, the, the company being owned by everyone? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, with the whole Uber thing, mm. it just created awareness mm. for us. And I think the more things like that come out in the news, it makes the HR industry a lot stronger. It does, doesn't it? Um, so, you know, I think we're taking it kind of on a rolling basis, especially what's happening in Hollywood as well. Yeah. Very relevant in our space, but we're learning from that. Mm -hmm. um, so we're kind of just riding on our, coat, uh, you know, at the seat of our pants here, trying to figure out kind of what to do right, what not to do right. But we're learning from mistakes of others yep. to improve our own internal uh, policies as well. So definitely an interesting place to be in. But to be honest with you, one of the great things about Spotify is that as we get uh, IPO ready, et cetera, et cetera, we're sending a very strong internal message to our teams that we're still going to live by our values, mm -hmm. our roots, our culture, and not be dictated by the external market. Right. Yeah, yeah. So what we're trying to do is maintain this level of normalcy as we go through this high level of change mm. so we don't lose our focus on what our North Star mission is mm. and our goal is. Because in order to succeed long term, we have to keep our eye on the long term ball and not think on a quarterly basis, for example. Yep. So we're Wonderful. really trying to infuse that into our culture now uh, in our kind of stage of growth. Mm. Mm. Awesome. You, you speak about in your presentation about being data driven. And you mentioned previously um, a desire not to benchmark yourselves. Um, do you think there's a new set of HR um, data metrics that's out there these days? Or, or is there a set that you would use to look at how you're tracking culture or, or pivoting and moving culture as you need to? I think right now we live in a very different world than we did 
um, five years ago, ten years ago. And I think it has a lot to do with the millennial generation. So I think a lot of this rule book is unwritten mm-hmm. right now. So okay. what we're trying to do is write the handbook as we experience and learn from it. So looking at what companies did 10 years ago, even five years ago, is kind of irrelevant to us. Um, So the only guiding light we have is the data we have from our journey over the past 10 years as a startup to more of a mature company. And we're trying to do um, what's best for our people. So what's really interesting is anything we work at at HR internally, and Katarina Berg always kind of um, advocates for this, is do what's best for our people first before we look at external benchmarking. Because we are also a very different company to that. When we think of competitors, we think of Apple Music, we think of Netflix, etc. None of those guys are a Swedish-based company. And a lot of our culture and a lot of our programs that we've created come from our Swedish roots. Um, So really it's more about being the trendsetter versus following the benchmark there. And then you have companies that are redefining the landscape of HR where they're doing their own thing. You look at what's happening with um, with Netflix and their compensation benchmarking strategy. They're completely taking out external comp benchmarking as part of their philosophy of hiring. Mm-hmm. You look at what's happening at Zappos with the holocratic kind of org design structure and completely redefining the traditional hierarchical matrix of 7 plus 7 you know, model yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So it's actually a very... I feel exciting time to be in this space yeah, because I think is. right now we truly are redefining the future landscape of HR because yep. like I said in my presentation, in my humble opinion, the old school Jack Welch mentality of force distribution and stack ranking mm, and, mm. And, and that is dying because it doesn't resonate with the new workforce yeah, that, we're, yeah. that we're working with. Yeah, We're actually moving away from a skills-centric model to a a human-centric model. Exactly. And so, exactly. you know, that's those human aspects and how we, how we, you know, attract the right sorts of people, how we engage them effectively, rather than have, you know, has the person got the right degrees? Exactly. Have they shown the skills and competencies in, in you know, the specific technical attributes? So you're right, it's a very different world. We, we talk a lot now about reframing HR. Mm. And, and I think personally, I think HR is having its Kodak moment, Kodak oh, moment right now. You know, we, if it doesn't start to, to reimagine itself, it right. will become irrelevant. Right. And organizations will dispense with it. Right. You know, or go, go, uh, go right. away. So we're, we're in an existential moment right now in, in yeah. HR, aren't we? Yeah. And if we don't stay ahead of the curve, you're right. It could be a very quickly dying industry. Yeah. Um, so that's what I think is great about Spotify is that we are looking to, to define what that ahead of the curve um, strategy means for the HR industry. Uh, and we're doing so with a lot of other companies that have embraced this growth mindset of breaking the norm and finding a different route other than the traditional route that's been used time and time again. Yeah, no, it's interesting. And speaking of breaking the norm... Um, I see that Spotify was recently awarded um, some global recognition around your parental leave Yes, very policy. proud of that. Very Can you explain a little bit about that to us? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm happy to go through with you kind of the, no pun intended, the birth of that program <laughs> and, and kind of how it all came about. Um, so I was about two or three months into Spotify. This is about two years ago. And Katarina, who's my boss, CHRO for Spotify, and I were sitting outside having a meeting, 
And number one, from a data-driven perspective, we looked at the average age of our workforce and came to this high-level conclusion or feeling. I think we're at the stage right now where Spotifyers are going to start to think about having families. Mm. The issue is, as a startup, our parental leave program at that time was very outdated. It very much just met the statutory guidelines of whatever yeah. region yeah. you're in. So she wanted to take this opportunity to completely redefine our parental leave program and really put a focus on lead on leave. Because once again, going back to our Swedish roots, paid parental leave in Sweden is absolutely incredible mm. compared to the rest of the yeah, world. They lead the charge yeah. in that space. Um, so she gave me a couple of rules in this room. One, she said, don't look at external benchmarking. I don't care what other companies do. Don't look at what they do and don't be biased by what they do. Focus internally with the lens on what's best for our people. Mm. Talk to our people who have taken parental leave before, understand the Swedish culture a bit more, understand the Spotify culture more, and build a program that makes sense for us. Yeah. And we went back, did our research, both from a data perspective, also from a people perspective, and ultimately came out with a program that offers six months, 100% paid leave, inclusive of all new parents. So one of our big mm. brands that follows our culture or themes that follows our culture is this notion of inclusivity, right? Mm. So we don't differentiate between mothers and fathers. Mm. We don't differentiate between surrogates and those who are adopting children. Wonderful. At the end of the day, if you guys are parents, a new parent is a new parent. It yeah. doesn't matter what sex yep. you are. And the workload there is just as tough in whatever role you're in. Yeah. And we acknowledge that and we wanted to create an inclusive program that everyone mm. is, is part of and equal to everyone. Um, it gained global recognition, um, especially politically, mm -hmm. uh, especially in countries like the U.S., yeah. where our lead-on-leave philosophy from a governmental perspective is way behind the curve compared to yeah. that of a Sweden yeah. um, type of uh, culture. So we had a lot of great PR from Barack Obama's administration. We had Valerie Jarrett launch the program mm. in partnership with the White House. Uh, our team got... I had the privilege of meeting the Vice President of the United States and the right. President of the United States, acknowledging us for the great work we've done from a private sector perspective mm. to help influence the political landscape and really show to the U.S. government, hey, if we're not going to step up here, then the private companies are going to have to take it on their own. But this is what people want now. Yep. This is what people need now. Yeah. And it just really created more awareness. Yeah. Sweden, it was also held very, it was taken very positively because we offer it 100% while they cap out at 80%. But the notion of, of generous parental leave was already a norm to them. Mm. But I did mm. here in Australia, it made really, really strong, impactful waves as well mm. because I think there's a lot of work to be done in the Australian government side around parental leave, spe yeah. Yeah. specifically around paternity mm. leave. Absolutely. Well. I think, so, um, well, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's, um, it's private sector leading right. government, leading right. the social right. um, charge, I right. guess, which is awesome. Right. Because but it's quite also often, a catch-22. Yeah. Because the more private companies that step up, like Spotify, shows to the government, tells the government, well, if they're doing the work, we don't need to step in. Mm. Yeah. So that's a kind of yeah, uh, catch-22 right. conundrum mm. I think this awareness building is, is creating. When it's done from the perspective of it reflecting the values of society at that point, then I think we've got hope. Yeah, because exactly. Because the, the push comes right. politically as well, right? Right. But remember, what's interesting was we never intended to have this global impact that yeah. it did. Sure. Originally, it just started off with, what's the best parental leave package 
for our people. Mm -hmm. We just looked insular yeah. into our own company, yeah. but once it once people started hearing about what we were developing, it was them calling us asking, mm -hmm. "Hey, can we sponsor you? Can we partner with you? Can you do this to create awareness?" Yeah. And we just rode that wave because we think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Right? It's probably it's a, a great output from not worrying too much about what anyone else is doing yeah. and concentrating on what what you're doing and not worrying about benchmarks and what else is out exactly. there. Exactly. It's a, it's, a, it's a great outcome from and the other thinking. The other great output of it, which wasn't intended, but something we took advantage of was we launched the program back in November of 2015. Um, December and January of 2000, December of 2015 into January 2016, we saw a significant spike in applications mm. to be hired by Spotify. Mm. So it definitely helped our talent attraction strategy as sure. well. But once again, not our initial reason for doing so. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of good output out of this extraordinary program. Yeah, And I think when, you, when you're such a consumer company as well, so if you can capture the hearts and minds, um, the cynics would say, you know, you're trying to do that to capture people's exactly. but it, when it comes from a, a sense of authenticity like you said yep. we did this because we knew it was right for our people and it yep. was mired in in our history in, in Scandinavia and, and, all, and all of that but the, the no doubt the upside is there are people making a conscious choice above an Apple Music and Netflix exactly for Spotify because yeah. they believe in your company yeah. which is what mm. happened you know Uber's had a Lyft had a, a big up uplift yep. Because of the Uber situation, I'm right. sure that that probably plays out for you guys yeah, too. Yeah, and the other interesting thing out of that program that we found in the research was that many companies offer very rich, let's say, parental leave packages, or some companies are doing this whole unlimited vacation mm. thing. Yeah. But what research shows is if you don't have the right culture that yeah. supports that yep. policy, it actually does the opposite. Mm, yeah. People start taking less leave. Yeah if the culture doesn't support it. So what we understood when we built this was we didn't have that worry. Because we were a Swedish-based company, mm. taking six months of parental leave yeah. is something that's a norm. Yeah. And you see our VPs doing it. You see our most senior leaders doing it. And if we lead by example there, mm. the people in the U.S. and Australia will embrace it versus say, mm, if I take it, I might take too long. They might fire me afterwards. So we actually did that checkbox and we did that analysis. Mm. Um, and it was so interesting to look at, you know, external benchmarking data afterwards that showed this research that says some people just do it, but it's never really leveraged or capitalized or used. Yeah. But here at Spotify, trust me, our people are taking advantage of yeah. it. And we love it. Wonderful. And we encourage them to take as long of a time off as possible instead of doing two weeks here, two weeks here, two weeks here. Our philosophy is go out. Spend the time you need with your family. Because the other kind of connecting philosophy here based on our culture and values that comes back to commercial ROI mm -hmm. is the happier you are at home and the better work-life balance you have and the better work-life balance we as your employer can give to you, the more effective you are going to be in the office, the better performing you're going to be, the more loyal you're going to be, the more passionate you're going to be. And I think we've really seen that output. Right. Yeah. Some, some wonderful insights and uh, congratulations and thank oh, you thank for explaining you very much. that. Yeah. And that's coming from a parental leave replacement on this podcast. Ah, Scott, very cool. who's uh, replacing Jared. Call out to Jared. Hi, who's, Jared. Come <laughs> back soon. Who's actually um, out looking after their, their yep. uh, recently newborn second child. There you go. So, um, and, let, and let's all recognize going on parental leave is 
a very tough job yeah. as well. Yeah, we so. all want to get to work. Uh, right. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Michael, so much more we can talk about. I'm really interested, in, and we might do this maybe in six months' time when you've had a bit, awesome. of, bit of time at the desk here in, uh, in Sydney. Yeah, But I'm great. interested to see how you're getting on in Asia as well. Yeah, because it's all when I'm not one and a half weeks in. Give yeah. <laughs> some time to suss it out first. But right. hey, thanks for thanks for spending some time. Being well, so thank generous. you for your time, guys. Pleasure, Appreciate Michael. it. We'll catch up again soon. Here. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.